dear Father, I truly pray that today you have your way. Lord, I just want you to be the center of my attention. And I want to be the center of your attention. Lord, I want to be in your presence always. Lord, I want to increase my intimacy with you, Father. Lord, I don't ever want to go anywhere where you are not there. Lord, I never want to get too ahead of myself. I never want to step into a place and you're not there. I never want to be anywhere where you are not present. I never want to get to a space where you are not present. Lord, I just want to be where you want me to be. I want to have such a close communication with you, Father. I want to be so sensitive to your word, Father. I want to hear from you daily. I never want to be so far away that the, your voice becomes too quiet for me to hear. That your voice diminishes with the distance. Lord, I never want to be in a place where I am comfortable with the distance between you and I. Lord, I just want to love you for the rest of my life. And I want to give my whole life over to you. Lord, thank you for every opportunity that you have ever given me. Lord, thank you for every single open door. And Lord, I thank you even more for the doors you have closed. Lord, I give you reverence. I give you honor. So you are so worthy. You're so worthy of it all. Lord, I just want to be your daughter. I just want to be your beloved. Lord, I just want to do what you want me to do. And I just want to live in your will, in your perfect will, in your perfect space, in your perfect presence. Lord, I just want to be where you are. And in order for that to happen, my heart needs to be where it needs to be. Right? In order for us to have such intimacy with the Father, our hearts need to be repositioned, redirected, reconfigured. Our hearts need to be repostured, replanted. Lord, I pray that you protect the soils of our hearts, that no wicked seed shall plant or grow in our hearts, Lord. Lord, I pray, Lord God, that you protect the hearts of those who seek you profoundly, Father. Lord, I pray that you protect the garden 
of their hearts. And you protect the soil of their hearts, Father. Of those who earnestly seek you above all else. Those who are constantly in your face. Those who are constantly seeking you. Those who are constantly after you. Lord, I pray, Lord God, for those of us who only wants to be as close as possible to you, Lord, that you teach us how to reposition our hearts in all circumstances. Lord God, Lord, I pray that you reposture our hearts, that you have a heart correction, pruning process in us, Lord God, teaching us how to forgive, teaching us how to release and let go, teaching us how to love despite what we see, teaching us how to be how you have called us to be, Lord, I just want to live according to your will for my life. But in order for me to do that, Lord, I have to make sure that I am completely focused on you, Father. Sometimes it is easy to get caught up in existential things. And the vicissitudes of life, sometimes the waves are just so big. Sometimes it's just so much. But Father, I pray that you redirect our hearts in this season, Lord God. Because the truth is, the truth is, Father, that only the obedience will see the glory of God. Those whose hearts are rendered unto the Lord will see the glory of God. In this season, Father, let the trumpets come out and let the walls of Jericho come down. For I am the Lord your God and I will tear down the walls of your hearts. Only the obedience proceed in this season. The Lord your God will proceed in that seed, that seed in your heart. It's time to fan the flames. The flame will begin to intensify. I see the flames getting so big that it's engulfing my spiritual vision. It's consuming me. It's going to consume me. It's going to consume us. The fire is coming for the faithful. The Lord is speaking to me about a seed planted that has blooms. And I see it growing, rapid growth, very quick, very fast. Solid ground, the Father says. The seed landed on solid ground, causing growth. Just like a fertilizer is used to grow a plant so that it is full of nutrition, the word of God is our fertilizer. 
Lord. Let the glory of the Lord fall upon your head. We need to be spiritually in the upper room. The upper room means you see ahead what people on the lower level do not have the advantage of seeing. Do not expect anything on dry ground. The Lord scoffs, scoffs at the lukewarm Christian. He will not waste gifts on an unconsecrated Christian. Unconsecrated Christian, not having been made or declared sacred, not consecrated, buried in unconsecrated ground, an unconsecrated offering, strange incense, strange fire. This is now the season of sanctification, the pouring of my spirit to my people, to my leaders. Tell my people to open up their hearts because I am coming. Tell them I sent you. My rod will swallow up their rod. Don't dare puff your chest up at my beloved. I sent them. It's time to fan the flame. It's time to flame my holy fire for I am holy. Be holy. It's time for a holy consecration. My God, my God. God is not playing. He wants separation. You can't have both. You have to choose between him and his anointing and yourself and your worldly desires. He will not accept unholy sanctification. Why? Because there's no such thing as halfway holy. There's no such thing as being half saved and half ratchet. Just like there's no such thing as some halfway crook. You can't be a thief and call yourself a Christian. That makes no sense. You can't decide when to put Jesus to the side or rather the God you serve and when to involve him. God takes precedence in all circumstances. The Lord is looking for and putting his hands on obedient hearts. He will begin to reveal the nameless, faceless people. The people, the names that people looked at and thought as unqualified. The people that were discounted. And you will see how the doors of heaven will pour, pour open for them. Dear Jesus, have your way in this place. Let the Lord have his way with you. I understand this will be painful. The flame surrounding the heart is flowing like a river of water. God is calling to the heart of man. It's a condition that needs to be corrected. Heart correction. Correction of posture. Correction of condition. Your temple. The whirlwind is coming for the temple. The flame for the heart. The flame of living water that cannot be put out. Whirlwind. God, let me know the word he gave me for whirlwind or the, the word that I thought of as I wrote the word. The word whirlwind was tabernacle. And we all know that the word tabernacle means the dwelling place. 
Is your heart a dwelling place? Says the Lord. Can I come into your temple? Says the Lord. Are you my sheep? Do you follow my voice? If it's unclean, remove it. If it takes precedence over me, the Lord your God says, remove it. Oh, Jesus. See, what God is trying to say is separation. Separate yourself, you people of God, for you are a holy nation, a royal priesthood. The glory of God only comes to his worshipers, his people. I see heads looking up and focused up. There are people focused on him. God is looking to them. The glory belongs to God. He will prevail in this place. Let the Lord lead you in this season. Let the Lord correct you in this season. Let the Lord reposture you in this season. Let the Lord press you in this season. And the war belongs to God. All that you are facing, your struggles, everything that you are facing belongs to God. Your battle belongs to God. You serve the Lord. You are a child of the King. You are a daughter. You are his beloved. Therefore, your battle is already won. And your battle belongs to the Lord. Let the Lord do in you his perfect will. Let the Lord do in you his perfect will. Father, I thank you, Lord, for what you are doing in this place. Thank you, Father, for what you are doing in this place. For the glory of the Lord. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Thank you, Father, for all that I am and all that I have belongs to you. All that I have and all that I am belongs to you. Lord, may I submit myself to you. May I be in perfect submission to the Lord. Perfect submission. Seek the will of the Father. Seek his face. Seek the will of the Father. Seek his face. The Lord wants to ready the hearts of his soldiers. There are many, but far and few in between. Start waving the flags of righteous indignation. May every obedient heart be rendered unto the Lord, for they will begin to sound the alarm to warn my people. Warn the altar. Warning needs to come to my people. I need to prepare their hearts for my coming. So many are not ready. So many, so many are not ready. Jesus, Jesus, Lord, have mercy on us. Forgive us for our sins, for they are many. Ready, my people, prepare the way of the Lord. Loyalty is far and few in between. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18 to 20. 
I pray that your hearts will be flooded with the light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called, his holy people who are rich in glorious inheritance. I also pray that you understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the right place of honor, God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Father, 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 Jesus, 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 thank you for what you are doing in this place. For you are holy and worthy to be praised. Father, I give you reverence, Lord God. Let us not forget to give you reverence, Father. Let us not forgive, forget to give you reverence, Father. Proverbs 22, verse 15. A youngster's heart is filled with foolishness, but physical discipline will drive it far away. Let me read that again. A youngster's heart is filled with foolishness, but physical discipline will drive it far away. Young children often do foolish and dangerous things simply because they don't understand the consequences. Wisdom and common sense are not transferred by a parent's good example alone. Just as God trains and corrects us to make us better, so parents must discipline their children to help them learn the difference between right and wrong, to see how God corrects us. Lord, thank you, Father, for what you're doing in this place. The mouth of an immortal woman is dangerous trap. Those who make the Lord angry will fall into it. Let's be wise in this season. Let's be wise in this season. Chastisement. A marked dis division, separation or difference. A chastisement between the rich and the poor. There is a division that needs to take place between, between the consecrated and those who are unconsecrated. Because God is calling those whose hearts have been set on him. If you are worried about things that do not matter, if you are worried about titles, none of that matters. If you are worried about status, none of that matters. If you are worried about your self-image, none of that matters. If you are worried about how loud you worship, none of that matters. If you worry how you look, or how others see you. None of that matters. If you are constantly in pursuit 
of things that are not of God, none of that matters. It doesn't matter. None of it matters if your heart is not in the right place. None of it matters if your heart is not in the right place. It doesn't matter where you are in life. It doesn't matter. None of it matters if your heart is in the wrong place. What I pray, Lord God, that you check our hearts. Lord, I pray that you check our hearts and remove what is not of you. If there's anything in us, Father, that is rotting away because we refuse to give it to you, Lord God, I pray, Lord God, we submit that thing to you, Lord. I pray we submit that thing to you, Lord. Lord God, I pray, Lord God, that we submit that thing to you, Lord. If there's anything in our hearts who have, that has been rotting away simply because we refuse to give it to the Lord, Lord God, I pray that we give it to the Lord. Lord, I pray that you have your way in our lives. I pray that you have your way in our marriages. I pray that you have your way in our homes. Lord, I just pray you have your way in my life. Lord, all I ever want is to be so focused on you that I can't hear nothing else. Lord, I want to be so focused on you that I cannot hear nothing else. Father, I want to be so focused on your word, Lord, that I don't want to hear nothing else. Nothing else. Nothing else. Jeremiah 13, verse 1. This is what the Lord said to me. Go and buy a linen loincloth and put it on, but do not wash it. So I bought the loincloth as the Lord directed me, and I put it on. The Lord, then the Lord gave me another message. Take the linen loincloth you are wearing and go to the Euphrates River. Hide it there in a hole in the rocks. So I went and hid by the, so I went and hid it by the Euphrates, as the Lord had instructed me. A long time afterward, the Lord said to me, "Go back to the Euphrates and get the loin cloth I told you to hide." That ah, Lord forgive me. Go back to the Euphrates and get the loin cloth I told you to hide there. So I went to the Euphrates and dug it out of the hole where I had hidden it. But now it was rotting and falling apart. The loincloth was good for nothing. Then I received this message from the Lord. This is what the Lord says. This shows how I will rot away the pride of Judah and Jerusalem. These wicked people refuse to listen to me. 
They stubbornly follow their own desires and worship other gods. Therefore, they will become like this loincloth, good for nothing. As a loincloth clings to a man's waist. So I created Judah and Israel to cling to me, says the Lord. They will be, they were to be my people and my and my pride, my glory and honor to my name. But they would not listen to me. So tell them, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. May all your jars be filled with wine. And they will reply, of course, jars are made to be filled with wine. Then tell them, no, this is what the Lord means. I will fill everyone in this land with drunkenness. From the king sitting on David's throne to the priests and the prophets, right down to the common people of Jerusalem. I will smash them against each other, even parents against children, says the Lord. I will not let my pity or mercy or compassion keep me from destroying them. And this was a warning against pride. And as I read the bottom of my NLT Bible, it says, a linen loincloth was one of the more intimate pieces of clothing, clinging close to the body. It was under Jeremiah's actions. It was under, excuse me, it was like underwear. Jeremiah's action showed how God would ruin Judah just as Jeremiah had ruined the linen loincloth. Actions speak louder than words. Jeremiah often used vivid object lessons to arouse the people's curiosity and get his points across. This lesson of the linen loincloth illustrated Judah's destiny. Although the people had once been close to God, their pride had been had made them useless. Proud people may look important, but God says their pride makes them good for nothing, completely useless. Pride rots our hearts until we lose our usefulness to God. While it is good to respect our community, our country, and our church. Our loyalties always carry a hidden danger. Arrogance, when it is pride harmful. When is pride harmful? Excuse me. Now read that again because I messed up. While it is good to respect our country and our church, our loyalties always carry a hidden danger. Arrogance, when is pride harmful? When it causes us to, what? Look down on others? Be selfish with our resources. Three, focus our solution on other problems. Four, think God is think God is blessing us because of our own merits. Be counted with and five. Be count be content with our with our plans rather than seeking God's plans. And finally, I really want to end it with um, these Bible verses, which I'm I feel confident that these are the Bible verses that the Lord wants me to end with. Uh, and they are all in Proverbs. Um, and the one that I'm going to go ahead and go with, um, I'm going to go with Proverbs 27, 21 first. Um, so Proverbs 27, 21 is, 
fire tests the purity of silver and gold, but a person is tested by being praised. Again, fire tests the purity of silver and gold, but a person is tested by being praised. What does that mean? Praise tests a person just as high temperatures test metal. How does praise affect you? Do you work to get it? Do you work harder after you've gotten it? Your attitude towards praise tells a lot about your character. People of high integrity are not, are not swayed by praise. They are attuned to their inner convictions and they do what they should, whether or not they are praised for it. Another Bible verse that the Lord has given me to finish up with this is Proverbs uh, 22, uh, verse 1. Choose a good reputation over great riches. Being held in high esteem is better than silver or gold. And that is um, what the Lord gave me, Twenty Proverbs 22, 1. And again, it's choose a good reputation over great riches. Being held in high esteem is better than silver or gold. And the final verse that the Lord gave me is, corrupt people will walk, excuse me, corrupt people walk a thorny, treacherous road. Whoever values life will avoid it. Direct your heart to the Lord. True humility and fear of the Lord lead to riches, honor, and a long life. And that's a plus verse. That's also Proverbs 22, verse 4. True humility and fear of the Lord lead to riches, honor, and a long life. Proverbs 22, 3. I guess I'm going to keep going a bit. A prudent person foresees danger and takes precautions. The simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. Just as the rich rule the poor, so the borrower is a servant to the lender. Treat everyone with love and kindness. Because God sees us all the same. There is no distinction between you or me. Growing up, people used to say, there's no difference between you and me. Between our skin color. You know why? Because we all bleed the same. We all die the same. We come into this world alone and we leave alone. The only thing we have is the breath in our lungs and the life that God has given us. So you are not holier than thou. You're not holier than your neighbor. You're not holier than your friend. You're not holier than that person in the pulpit or the person sitting next to you at church. You are no better just because you look more sophisticated. You can look good on the outside and your heart and the inside just be rotted away. God will not look at those who look good on the outside. God is more concerned about what is in the inside of you. The Lord is looking for the obedient heart. 
May every rendered heart be submitted to God in perfect submission. Those people discredited by others will be who God will open up the heavens to. Lord God Almighty, Piquet, Dalarabe, Ashon, Dalaramaya. Jesus says, Lord. Vasandalaya, say, Asindalaya, Maya, Sikirani. Jesus, have your way in this place. May you take away every filthy, filthy thing in our hearts, Lord. May you take away every filthy thing in our hearts that does not belong to you, Father. Clean us, Lord. Purify our hearts. Test us. Purify us, Lord, by the holy fire. Purify our hearts, Lord God. God is calling out to the obedient hearts. He's calling out to the obedient hearts. He's calling out to the obedient hearts. You know, the Lord showed me something. Showed me a vision of something. He showed me the vision of a heart. Where there was a ring of fire around this heart. And this ring of fire was moving around like water. It was like the rivers of living water motioning around this hearts, but it was flames flowing around, the flames of living water flowing around this heart. And the wind surrounding this person and that's what God showed me. The Lord said, this person is like a symbol. This person is a symbol of what I want to see. This is a symbol of what I want to see. Lord. The wind was like a whirlwind. The whirlwind is coming for the temple, the flame for the heart. That's what the God of my father, that's the God my father, excuse me. I don't know. I probably said it right the first time, but I want to make sure I correct myself just in case. But that's what the Lord showed me. The whirlwind is coming for the temple and the flame for the heart. The flame of living water that cannot be put out. The whirlwind is coming for the temple and the flame for the heart. But this is only coming for the obedient hearts. Those who have submitted themselves to the Lord in constant intimacy with God. The Lord is coming for the consecrated heart, the consecrated Christian. Oh, 
For the glory of the Lord shines upon us. That the glory of the Lord shines upon us. Lord, I pray. I pray, Father, under the sound of this voice that you have given me, Lord God, that those who listen to this podcast today or in the future reposition their hearts unto the Lord. Reposition their hearts unto the Lord. Oh God, reposition their hearts unto the Lord. Reposition their hearts unto the Lord, Father. Dear Lord, thank you for today. I have one more Bible verse before I finally let this podcast end. I really didn't mean for it to be super lengthy, but here we are. So here's the final Bible verse. Um, It is 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. Um, And it says, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. And again, that's 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. And I leave you guys with that. I pray you guys have a wonderful night. Have a blessed day and happy Sunday tomorrow. Today is Saturday night. And it's just super late, but you have a, guys, you guys have a great night. Stay blessed. Amen. Bye.